Kevin Woodley from InGoal Magazine and NHL.com. Uh, Woodley, how are you, my man? I'm good. I'm in between holes at the Kids Sport uh, Charity Golf Tournament uh, out here in beautiful South Surrey, and I am surprised to learn that Mr. Anderson has been traded just for the sake of not having been on my phone for the past few minutes, but not surprised in terms of that's a name that was on the market, and we've talked about being available you know, at the trade deadline last year. Well, and I know, Kevin, you've uh, you've talked about it a lot. Uh, you actually think he's maybe better than Gibson at this point right now, and it, at least in the playoffs anyway. It looked that way. Uh, he had much more success than Gibson. But uh, Anaheim, they had it in their mind that uh, Gibson was their guy moving forward. Why? Skill. Um, raw skill, upside. Uh, to me, the difference between Freddie Anderson and John Gibson is technical at this point. Uh, the Ducks believe that that raw skill, there's more of it with Gibson. i got to be honest with you, I'm not convinced. And I haven't seen much progress in the way of the technical game for John Gibson um, over the past couple of years, uh, at least not as much as I'd like. And that's why, that's why I said going into the playoffs, Anderson should start. Uh, that's why I said afterwards, I think they'd still, they would have still been playing after the first round if he had started. Uh, there's just technique brings consistency. And Freddie Anderson is a guy who is a step ahead technically uh, from from John Gibson at this point in his career. No, no question in my mind. Let's. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on the Cam Ward contract in Carolina. What do you think? Um, I was. I'll be honest with you. I was uh, surprised and not surprised. Um, you just look at it purely on numbers and what where Cam's at in his career. I know there is a sentiment involved with uh, the Carolina Hurricanes keeping Cam Ward on board. Um, but beyond that sentiment, to give him six and a half, I know it's a, like, it looks good from the outside because, oh, hey, look, number one goalie that took a massive pay cut. So I talked to six different goalie coaches from different teams about him in particular and couldn't find a single one that would have given him over a million on a two-way contract. Um, you know, he has been, and, and playing behind a bad team, uh, all, up until this year, the possession numbers were much better this year, and I would actually argue they're a tougher team to play behind this year because they're a team that dominated possession but with a young defense then gave up glorious chances. So you're sitting there, wait, wait, wait. They're, do- they're holding the puck. They're dominating puck possession, and then all of a sudden, boom, great scoring chance. Um, so they're a little tougher than the analytics might show from a goaltending perspective. But bottom line is behind this team, behind this team for the past few years, and pretty much since the, since the Cup, he has been below NHL average. And for the past five years, significantly below NHL average. As a matter of fact, in the bottom five. So as much as you say, yeah, it's a big pay cut, and there's that experience factor and all those things that come into it, and, and in terms of the fans in Carolina, I can't help but look at it as a guy that you know just got $3.5 million in a market that is supposed to be rich with competent goaltenders and has been significantly below average for a considerable length of time. There are a lot of things that he does well. Cam, Cam Ward has, I mean, I make the argument that Cam Ward is one of the great wasted Canadian goaltending talents. Part of that is on him. He got a little happy with his success after winning a cup early. He stopped going to the junior camps, that, uh, the development camps and the uh, off-season summer work that he did before being drafted. He just stopped going. Um, but I would argue also that the Carolina Hurricanes wasted a talent there uh, just because up until David Marcoux a couple years ago, they just completely disregarded the goaltending coach position. I mean, they had an ex-scout do it and they, to the point where his name is slipping my mind. So imagine um, how uh, off the chart that is. 
They had him doing as the goalie coach, old school guy, used to play, did some scouting for them. They got rid of him, brought in Tom Barrasso. Ward actually had some of his better years with Barrasso. And then they turn around over money, let Barrasso walk to the KHL, and instead of going out and finding a modern goalie coach, they go back to the guy that they got rid of. So, you know, Cam Ward won a cup as a 22-year-old who was still evolving technically, and the Carolina Hurricanes did nothing, and he, he didn't do enough himself, but neither did the Carolina Hurricanes do anything to help him to continue develop technically. I talk about Anderson's technical game. Ward has exceptional skill but he relies on it way too heavily, way too often. And anytime you put yourself in that situation, it's going to let you down from time to time. Technique puts you in position to make saves, whether you're feeling good about your game or bad about your game. Uh, he's a guy that just doesn't have enough of it to be consistent. So there's always going to be ups and downs in my mind in Cam Ward's game. And, and, and again, part on him, but part on the Carolina Hurricanes. And because of that, uh, the idea of giving him not just, not just the money, but term is – you know, I equate it to Ryan Miller getting $6 million in Vancouver for three years at a time when nobody else was going to compete or bid for his services. It's just an overpay, and in terms of term. Kevin Woodley from InGold Magazine and NHL.com joins us. Interesting your comment, Kevin, that um, Cam Ward, one of the guys who was just used improperly because Carolina was not a team that, that put a lot of value into the goaltending coach position, and the Cam Ward really got by on his just sheer pure athleticism for much of the time. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, and we made the comparison with Anaheim trading Anderson today. You've got Gibson as a guy who has a similar. He's got that skill base like a Cam Ward, but if you don't develop the technical side, if you rely that much on pure skill, it'll let you down. There's just no way to survive on skill alone in this game. You need the technical game too. So let's get to uh, Freddie Anderson, and uh, he'll go to Toronto. They've got a young defense core. Uh, you know, he had a young defense core in Anaheim for the most part as well, but uh, you know, had a lot of more veteran-proven forwards up front. Uh, what, what's the expectations of Freddie Anderson? Because I know people are like, Gregor, why are you saying he's young? He's 27. Well, here's the list of goalies who, who you would consider starters who were younger than him last year. Peter Morazic and John Gibson, who he split time with. Right, and and that's it. I guess. Uh, well, Jake Allen, I guess, would be one. But him and Elliot have always kind of been in in a platoon situation. You know, for Anderson, it's 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 the size. When you combine his size with the technique I talked about, he puts himself in a position to be hit a lot. But he has a a, a layer above that of skill where he's not relying exclusively on that. So you start with the size. You go to the athleticism. I actually think he's got a ton of it. I think once he fixed his puck tracking issues in the offseason this summer, um, through a visit, he went to Halifax after the NHLPA sort of kickoff uh, media event in Toronto. He went straight to Halifax and worked a week with a guy I know uh, from OR Sports to improve his puck tracking. Um, Once he fixed that, you add that technical base, that size, and to me an underrated amount of athleticism. I, I frankly don't see as big a gap as the Ducks do in terms of the skill between Gibson and Anderson, you add that all up, and then the intangible. Frederick Anderson is a guy who leaves no stone unturned when it comes to getting better as a goaltender. Went and visited the Anaheim Angels to work on his vision training, worked with their hitting coach, learned some of their tricks, what they do to make sure that their hitters can you know, read the spin on a fastball, found things that he could put into his own game as a goaltender that would help him get better. 
Uh, Freddie Anderson came over to the NHL overweight. Uh, he was heavy, you know, like really heavy when he, in his first rookie season. Lost like 20, 30 pounds that summer. Realized he could not play in the NHL at that weight, at that fitness, and did something about it that summer. Not everyone, and it kind of an interesting juxtaposition to Ward, who was really quite content with his game and, and thought he could get by on skill. Freddie Anderson is a guy who is constantly looking for ways to get better, and that's just one more reason that I'm high on him. James Reimer, if you're the Calgary Flames, is he your best UFA option? Yeah, I, I be honest with you, I kind of expected James. Uh, there are two teams I figured might be in on James Reimer. Calgary is one, and Toronto is the other. There was a very real chance that he was going back to Toronto. Obviously, that ends with today's acquisition of Anderson. Um, but if you're going the free agent route, and let's face it, the, the expansion draft, which which is a big reason for this trade today, um, that played a that you know that's playing a role in the market maybe changing and maybe being reduced on James Reimer right now. Um, and so maybe that changes. Maybe, maybe Calgary's best option is not in the free agency market, but out of the guys available in free agency, I do believe that James Reimer is the best option this year. And I would not be surprised to see James Reimer's rights traded uh, as we kind of move towards July 1st to give a team like Calgary a chance to get a head start. Well, speaking of rights traded, uh, we saw it last week with Alex Goligoski. This just coming down. The Florida Panthers have acquired the rights to Keith Yandel for a draft pick. So uh, things are starting to move. Things are starting to shake and bake. They have until Saturday. Uh, they would have the exclusive uh, rights to negotiate up until Saturday. Then every team can talk. Uh, James Reimer would be an interesting one for me. I'm not, like, outside of Calgary, who really needs a starting goaltender? Well, and that's the question, and that's why this flood, of mar- this flood of goaltenders on the market or potential for a flood of goaltenders on the market because of the expansion draft next year changes everything. And so maybe James has to look, especially with the Ward signing, because Carolina was a team that we figured had a need. And, they, they, you know, and, and another reason why maybe why rush to market re-signing Cam, um, but there aren't a lot of teams. So maybe James Reimer, if Calgary goes another way, Maybe James Reimer is going to have to put himself in a situation where he's back in a 1B competing for time role, not, not you know, in a pure looked at as, a, hey, you're going to be our guy heading into this year, at least a 1A, maybe more 1B situation. And uh, I want to get your thoughts, Kevin. Uh, anything new on the sizing chart as far as uh, pants or anything? And any timeline on when it's going to be officially unveiled by the NHL? I wish I had it for you. I am still being told that uh, when we talked about the pants last week and I laid out some of the parameters for the new restrictions there, uh, I'm still being told that goalies can expect to have it by the end of the month, which is fast approaching. Uh, but uh, it's kind of on lockdown in terms of what it might look like. And I think that's because the shoulders still haven't been completely settled on. I have talked to a couple of equipment companies, and evidently this has not been signed off on yet by the, by the PA in terms of, in particular, the shoulder caps for next year. So the shoulder caps are the hang-up, basically? At this, at this point, yeah. The shoulder caps are the hang-up on the chest and arm unit for sure right now. Okay. Kevin Woodley joins us from Ingold Magazine, NHL.com. And, uh, Kevin, as a guy who works with goalies, and we're heading into the draft now uh, on this weekend, how much has height simply become a major factor in evaluating goalies where you could look and say, man, this guy's really athletic. He makes all these great saves in junior, but he's only six feet tall. 
is is you know there's always a little bit of a concern for forwards and defensemen, but not nearly as much as it seems like. When you look at the NHL goaltending position, strictly there's very few guys under six feet and very few even under six one anymore. Most are, are six three plus. Has that position almost become somewhat of a bias for height? Oh, there's no question. There's no question. We talked about this before. I don't think it's as absolute as some teams make it out to be. There are teams out there where they will not even look at a guy six foot or even you know even under six foot one, six foot two. Especially at a time when a lot of not a lot of teams want to spend draft picks on goaltenders in the first place at all. So, uh, and at the end of the day, if you think you've got a guy with similar skills at six foot two or six foot three, and, and another guy at six foot, you're taking the bigger guy every single time but I do think that teams are recognizing that size is not the only factor that the way guys track the way they close on pucks the way they handle that those parts of their game there can be enough you can have success as a six-foot goaltender and that may change with the new equipment rules that's the other part I mean not all six-foot goaltenders are made the same in terms of uh, width of their builds um, and you may have, you know, you may have sort of, but you may have those sort of slighter, smaller, you know, they're not just shorter, but they're smaller. Those guys may get hurt more by sizing charts uh, that bring in, you know, smaller shoulder caps and, and they just get smaller, not just height, but all the way around. Um, so I don't think it's as absolute as some teams make it out to be, uh, but there's no question. It's a major factor. It's a, it's, it's a big part of the decision process at this point for NHL teams. And so this is where it gets interesting to me heading into the draft because quite often, quite often you have guys that uh, did not make the combine. They didn't go to the combine to get remeasured. I'll give you an example. We talked to Cody Porter recently. He was at a goaltending event with us and um, he's listed. He didn't go to the combine. So he's listed, listed still at six foot. That's what he was going into the season. Well, he's over six foot two now. These are 18-year-old kids. A lot of them are still growing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the difference for a lot of teams between six foot and six foot two for a goaltender, that's the difference between draft and don't draft for some of these teams. So to hear that they're still being listed at, at times, you know, at sort of smaller than they actually are, um, you know, we wonder why you hear a lot of talk about goalies being voodoo to draft and stuff like that. Well, hey, <laughs> if you're starting with a list, it's totally inaccurate out of the gate in terms of the height of a goaltender. I would suggest there's your, there's your first problem right there. And from what I understand this, you know, this isn't happening all the time. It's on his agent now to make sure that teams understand you know, what his yeah. height is right now. But um, you know, this, that's the reality. I mean, there's a guy who's two inches taller than what his official, his official height was listed the last time I checked like a week ago. So, um, you know, that's just kind of one of the, one of the things that makes an already tough evaluation even tougher. Yeah, we'll let you get back to the golf course, and uh, we will have lots to discuss next Monday, uh, analyzing uh, goaltenders that were drafted, uh, strengths and weaknesses, and likely uh, some other uh, goaltending moves. I, my pleasure. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I think this round's about to get even more interrupted because now that I got the news from you, i got to call Freddie Anderson. <laughs> All right, man. Have a good one. Thanks, boys.